Coming up, we put so much of our trust in our leaders. Must they also be perfect people? Welcome, everybody, to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on Aish.com. I'm Heather Dean, and this is the place where each week I speak with a well-known Torah scholar who shares important insights from the Torah that will make home life better. And this week, I'm at the home of my guest, Rabbi Beryl Wine, where we will discuss teaching leadership skills to our children. Rabbi Wine is a well-known author and historian who lectures extensively around the world. Rabbi Wine also established the destiny foundation from which audiences and students everywhere can access his books and audio presentations as well as drama and documentary film projects by visiting the website jewishdestiny.com to learn about Rabbi Wine's upcoming tours and speaking engagements, to read his popular weekly blog posts or to invite Rabbi Wine to speak in your community, visit rabbiwine.com that's r-a-b-b-i-w-e-i-n Dot com. Welcome back to At Home in Jerusalem, Rabbi Barrow Wine. Thank you, Heather. A leader is usually considered to be the person who leads or commands a group, an organization, a country. What's the Jewish description or meaning of leadership? Well, the truth of the matter is that everybody's a leader. If you're a parent, if, if you're a spouse, mm-hmm. uh, even at work, uh, everybody is a leader mm-hmm. in the sense that what I do has an effect on others. And that's what leadership is, the realization that what I do has an effect upon others. Mm-hmm. Now, when you speak about leadership, you're speaking about uh, uh, either political leaders or military leaders or financial leaders or people like that. Uh, those that usually are exceptional people that have certain innate skills born within them. Mm -hmm. Not everybody has them, Mm -hmm. and not everybody could or should be that type of a leader. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But leadership itself means the understanding that I affect others, Mm -hmm. and I have to affect them positively. In our contemporary world, many, but not all, leaders of countries or companies or sports franchises, every type of organization, have either failed the people they lead or have proven to be very flawed characters in their personal lives. I'm just wondering if it's possible to instill in our children a positive outlook in leaders and authority figures. Well, part of the problem in our world is that we think that leaders have to be perfect and there are no perfect people. And therefore, we, are, we set ourselves up for this type of frustration. And we transfer, you know, uh, a person can throw a football 100 yards. That's his talent. But it doesn't mean that, uh, that he is a role model to me uh, for his character. Mm-hmm. And that's true with politics or with everything else in the world. There, there have been many... Uh, uh, Many, many very, very positive uh, people who have flaws. And uh, I think uh, it requires a certain amount of sophistication. And basically, we live in a very unsophisticated world. And therefore, our children are exposed to frustration very easily. You've been an educator for many years, decades. I'm just wondering if you see that some children have innate leadership qualities and maybe others none at all. That's true, 100% true. Certain people have it within them. They feel that they can 
influence others. They feel they can p- push it. They can really be somebody. Mm-hmm. And others are more reticent and they're uh, more uh, modest, uh, humility, uh, etc. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's hard to... Uh, Again, not everyone who was voted the most likely to succeed is going to be the one that succeeds. Mm -hmm. And the dunce many times is the one that wins the race. But as a a rule, though, you can uh, tell from Mm -hmm. pretty early on Mm -hmm. who wants to be a leader and who has the talent to be a leader. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs writes that a leader has, and I quote, a vision of the future and is able to communicate it to others, end quote. To many young people, the present, the here and now, that's what's important. So how do we help young people become future-minded and also good communicators? Well, in order to see the future, you have to know the past. You have to realize that uh, we don't live in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. And you have to have uh, the sense of mission and of goal. You know, I'm, I'm born a Jew, so what does that mean? Is that just a biological uh, coincidence? Or is it a sense of mission, a sense of what I'm supposed to do in the world, what I'm supposed to do with my life? Mm -hmm. If I have that sense, then automatically I become a leader. I become a leader in the sphere of influence that exists around me, whether it's my family, Mm -hmm. my community, my synagogue, Mm -hmm. or whether it's being the prime minister of Israel or the president of the United States. But if you don't have any sense of mission, Mm -hmm. if you're just, you know, uh, here for the ride, so then uh, that type of leadership usually is bereft of uh, Mm -hmm. continuity. Over a decade ago, you published a book called Tending the Vineyard, which is a behind-the-scenes look into your many years as a rabbi of a congregation. Now, in this role, you had to wear many hats, so to speak, including a scholar, a teacher, a diplomat a role model, a fundraiser, a peacemaker, and head of your own family. I think of this and I just think, wow, leadership, that is stressful as well as emotionally demanding. There's no question it's stressful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No question a leader has to balance many, many balls in the air at the same time. Mm -hmm. But uh, the test of a leader is the ability to do so, the ability to be a multitasker at the same time. Mm and uh, not to be consumed by it, mm-hmm. and uh, somehow to make space that things can happen, people can uh, adjust to it, and you have to have a thick skin, a very thick skin. You cannot, uh, you know, you have to realize that uh, once you become a public figure, such as a rabbi, mm-hmm. so then uh, you're in for it, right? Uh, <laughs> You got people that, uh, you know, he can't argue with his wife and he can't argue with his boss and his, the kids don't listen to him, so he, he takes it out on the rabbi. So mm-hmm. you have to realize he doesn't mean you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're just there. Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I always say, uh, I met a man that said to me, uh, Rabbi Wine, I was in the synagogue uh, last uh, Shabbat and I heard you speak and... I didn't think it was very good. 
Oh, my. And I said to him, I didn't think it was very good either, but I had to speak and you mm. didn't. Oh, my. That's definitely an answer to that. Wow. Um, speaking of which, one of the things that you've spoken about, not many leaders of a congregation do, is the role of a rabbi within the establishment of the synagogue. And most people think, well, the rabbi is the one. You know, we go to services and he's the one that makes the sermon. He makes the speeches or officiates this and that. But there is that behind-the-scenes thing of not giving speeches and not officiating, but dealing with the board. That requires diplomatic skill. Yeah. And you have to pick what issues you're, you're into. You know, whether mm -hmm. they paint the synagogue green or blue is really not a rabbinic issue. And one should not, uh, you know, you have only so many arrows in your quiver mm -hmm. and you have to pick which one you're going to shoot mm -hmm. on what issue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Many times, unfortunately, in my experience, uh, there are rabbis that uh, deal with petty things that, mm -hmm. that really make no difference. Mm -hmm. And because of that, they put themselves in jeopardy and they diminish their influence. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about in the time remaining the importance of a leader being an optimist? Well, not only a leader, I mean, I think that being a Jew is being an optimist. Mm -hmm. and being a parent is being an optimist. Why do you bring people into this world? Mm -hmm. uh, but a leader, certainly, the vision that the leader has, it's going to be better. And I can help it be better, mm -hmm. whatever better means. So uh, it, it's uh, someone who is morose and pessimistic, uh, does not provide uh, adequate leadership for whoever he is mm -hmm. trying to mm -hmm. do it for. Mm -hmm. Can you think of from the from the Tanakh, who is a model? There's so many great Jewish leaders, but who, when, well, who comes to mind? Our model is always Moshe. Mm. He's the greatest leader that the world ever had, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you'll notice that the, the Torah does not portray Moshe as a perfect person. Right. But uh, the, the Moshe is subject to anger and frustration and yeah. every. But Moshe never lost sight of his mission. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. never lost sight of what he wanted to do to mm -hmm. bring the Jewish people to these heights. Mm -hmm. And he never lost sight of the fact that he has communication with God and with eternity and that uh, justifies, so to speak, mm -hmm. the role that he occupied. Very nice. Thank you so much for sharing your ideas about leadership, Rabbi Beryl Wine. Thank you, Heather. Leadership is an essential part of Judaism. And just by searching the word leadership on age.com, you will see a massive amount of information and perspectives about the topic of leadership. So check them out. And thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.